This is JFM Podcast. Good morning to you and thank you for staying with J101.9 FM. Today is Tuesday, the 6th of July, 2021. This is the program, Let's Talk. Much to talk about concerning security, the state of the nation this morning. But before we get into that, let's take a look at some news stories making the rounds. PIB Southern Governors reject 30% NMPC profit for inland business ex- exploration basins, inland basin exploration. Uh, This has caused a lot of ruckus just lately, especially from the second leg of the Southern uh, Governors Forum meeting uh, just held in Lagos Monday. Sale of NIPP power plants will proceed. The federal government is saying this. Ripples over alleged BUA cement price increase. Uh, That is uh, some bad news for builders out there. And FG yet to meet 2.3 trillion Naira uh, COVID-19 stimulus package, OCBA is coming out to say this. And Obasanjo debunks forming new political party. Well, we get to hear stories like this, especially uh, when it gets to this time of the year, close to election year, looking ahead to 2023. Good morning to you once again. This is J101.9 FM. I am your anchor, Zoe Machunga. And the program is Let's Talk. This morning, we're looking at issues affecting the state of the nation and the polity. Um, now, we'll, we'll start here on the plateau. Uh, we remember just uh, not long ago, about three days back, Governor Lalong orders arrest of perpetrators of plateau killings. Uh, the, the, the plateau state governor had directed security operatives in the state to go after perpetrators of the recent isolated killings in Joss South and Riom local government councils. The governor also directed the plateau peace building agency and also the plateau interreligious council, <clears throat> I beg your pardon, to intensify their mediation efforts to across the state, especially in areas where there are disagreements that are capable of causing breach of peace. Uh, now, many would say, uh, you know, casually these days, that yes, we are the home of peace and tourism, and that we can't really say where the peace has gone to. To throw more light on these issues this morning, we're taking a look at uh, security issues on the plateau, the northeast, uh, the second governor's, the southern governor's uh, second leg summit and resolutions reached. And we have Cleve Stanley, a political analyst, coming all the way from the Northeast. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Mr. Cleve. And we have Mr. Solomon Montiri. He is a lawyer. It's my pleasure to be here. And Ambassador Melvis Eje, a security expert. Good morning, Plateau. Good morning. Sorry. Good to have you here. All right, Barista Solomon, um, you sent me not long ago, you know, the reports concerning the killings. And I thought it was just right that uh, you should be here to explain to us again. I mean, we've harped on this matter over and over again. Uh, some weeks back, uh, we had uh, Honorable Fom Godson. We had people all the way from Kuru. Uh, we also had the Miti Allah Cattle Breeders Association and I know you followed that program uh, that particular day because you had also expressed interest or you wished you were right here on the program. So tell us uh, what happened lately that we had uh, the governor directing uh, security operatives to arrest perpetrators of the killings. I think the, the governor is right to have uh, given such order 
the perpetrators of uh, killings here on the plateau be arrested. I think this is uh, a fact that uh, plateau is still experiencing a series of attacks and isolated killings here and there. And then, of course, going by what uh, has uh, uh, unveiled itself within uh, these few days, uh, they've been killings within um, Riom and also part of the south as well as Abasa local government area. And uh, it's very appalling and highly condemnable because uh, every killing of whatever sort, except the ones that is um, maybe uh, ordered by the court, yeah, remains a, pre a reprehensible act. And then, of course, uh, for Plato to experience peace it has been known for, you know, it is appropriate that the government no has to. And then he indeed wisely uh, gave such order. But it's not an issue of giving the order alone, uh, of, 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 of how effective, you know, will all these things, uh, you, you know, uh, will all this order be carried out? And then, of course, you know, once there's, a, there's an attack and the perpetrators are not arrested, of course, uh, uh, though we're not encouraging that people should uh, resort to self-help when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, invasions or when it comes to any form of um, aggression. But human beings, you know, we are human with flesh and blood. Of course, once your religion is affected or is killed, and then, of course, no action is taken, people are likely to resort to, you know, self-help so that they will uh, allay their grievances, which is not proper. But if there have been, you know, arrest and then prosecution of the perpetrators, of course, everybody will know that there is justice. So justice should not just be heard, but it should be seen to have been done. So that is my stake on the recent killings on the plateau. And uh, of course, uh, the security agents will have to uh, rise to the occasion and ensure that whoever is named, whoever is suspected to have uh, involved himself, whether by way of uh, actual participation or by way of counseling, by way of inciting, by way of, you know, concealing such facts of, you know, uh, heinous acts of criminality. You know, such individuals should be, you know, uh, invited or arrested for preliminary investigation. And then, of course, we must, we must get. Have the, any suspects been named? Well, you know, every most of these attacks going by the, you know, local security intelligence gathered. You know, there will be either a meeting organized by so-so leader of a particular ethnic group or, or a particular group, so to say, and then, of course. Instead of those persons, even though we, 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 we will not know what may have been, you know, transpiring between, you know, security agents and also those persons' names. But there have been leaders of particular groups that have been named over and over, you know, their involvement in these killings, either organizing a meeting, you know, or calling on youth to go and invade communities. And then, of course, once those uh, locally sourced information are, you know, disseminated, mm. instead of us, you know, or, or maybe the, you know, communities target to be seen that, you know, there is, there is, there is a kind of uh, um, um, an arrangement uh -huh. or kind of action to, Taking. you know, repel the attackers whenever they come or to, you know... Uh, uh, so we are saying security does not it, work course, with the intelligence not, we've not, we've not given. Proactive, yes, we've not seen any proactive measures or step taken to avert all these things. So, it, you know, and, and that is a point of concern. Of course, the evildoers will always plot it. 
in as much as they they you know you know they are they are uh, 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 conscience so this recent know, attack still circumcised. this recent attack are they were they security operatives on ground or around that community of course like the one that occurred here in uh, Rium between that uh, sector sector 6 checkpoint to uh, Goldhost community where that young man where that you know uh, uh, elderly man was ambushed at about 8 or 9 p.m. You know you, you discovered it just it just like meters away Hmm. Not up to half of a kilometer away, and then someone was killed there. And then you see that you know, so so there are presence of security in most of those areas. But like in the case of you know the the, the, uh, the last killing that was witnessed in Rium in the community, where there is there is there is a security station, uh, uh, not up to a kilometer that is in between you know Wereng and the community, and it is believed that possibly those are the routes that. The invaders will pass through, hmm. and then, and then, of course, Unseen once, once they the resort an attack, operatives. you know, we've not even heard of a gunshot from the security checkpoint, just to a kind of caution to or to signal, to them you know, off. what the invaders are doing. Hmm. So, 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 therefore, there is high laxity. And, and, so and why then, do you think there then, is this laxity? The because some people would call it laxity and other people would say, you know, the, the security is complicit or they, they know something going on. And if that is the case, then how can you trust them? Because when we had the Mirti Allah cattle breeders here, they said they have also given intelligence out. And in the process of doing that, they have lost uh, some members of their communities, too. You see, you see, uh, we must, we must, we must. And they also them. agreed that security is infiltrated at the moment. Now, if the security is infiltrated, what do we do? You know, we've, 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 we've been saying this over and over. You know, you don't just remain on a particular medication, you know, in, in order to cure an ailment. In as much as the ailment has defied mm, that particular medication, you know, you, you kind of change it. We've, we've, we've clamored here over and over that, okay, since the present security, you know, formation appears to have not contained with this, you know, situation that is eating up the state and is eating up human lives, what do we do? You know, try the mobile police exclusively and then let's see whether hmm. whether there won't be you know a positive result and then once that one is right and then of course the situation persists then we know that what do we do next but you don't just remain on plan a and then as if it has become the, the, absolute the, the, the and then, even when, and, and then even, even when it is not giving the you know you know desired result as expected we keep using the same exactly methods. the same you know you know so so let us come out of that mentality let us come out of that philosophy and then get you know you know get the approach right well they say it's only a crazy person who keeps doing the same exactly. thing and, and expects then, and, and, to get a different result i keep saying it that you know thank god the government has come out and say that security is everyone's business mm. so it therefore means that every individual must be security conscious of his environment and then of course we also call on individuals that wherever you go you must know where and what time will you embark on which journey so mm. that you don't just go and make yourself vulnerable and at the end of the day, you know, we plunge the state into, you know, continuous state of insecurity. Thank you, Barrister Solomon Mwantiri. This conversation continues. Now, um, uh, Mr. Cliff Stanley, uh, let's talk about the Northeast. You are a political analyst right from the Northeast. Uh, some are saying anybody fretting over insecurity in the Northeast and its negative impact on tourism and business should fret no more because Bauchi is proof that the zone is safe for investment, entertainment, commerce and all. Can this be said for for all of uh, the Northeast. Yeah, I must say this for all Northeastern states of the country. 
But if you look at what he's saying is as regards of uh, a tournament that took place in Bauchi, Bauchi is just one state out of the six states that you have in the northeastern part of this country. And anybody that will tell you that we should not fit more as a result of insecurity that is going to be investment in the northeast should think twice. Hmm. Because if you can remember last week, you see the realignment between the Iswab and the Boko Haram when their leader was being killed, uh, Shekau. And at the same time, they were able to give allegiance to uh, Musab Abu al-Banawi, hmm. leader of the Iswab in uh, Islamic State of West African province, in the northern eastern part of the country, whereby he was able to restructure and realign the commanders, whereby he was able to structure the northeast into two, where you have uh, the Sambisa and the Lake Chad area, whereby he has also given the commanders to go ahead and allow farmers and fishermen to go back there in the sense that if you are a farmer, you're going to pay 5000 for you to farm there. And at the same time, 2000 if you're a fisherman. Wow. Somebody is saying that you cannot fit over in the northeastern part of this country. He must be joking. Because when the two houses are divided against themselves, that's when to some certain extent even the military are having power. Hmm. But the realignment should be able to give the Nigerian state a sleepless night because exactly. we are having a full force being supported by the ISIS in Iraq in their headquarters and try to give them all the necessary support they needed. Because by giving commander to Abagana Balawan, who was uh, lost vote on confidence in uh, Shekau faction before, was able to re, uh, realign and with Albanawi was begin uh, was giving the commander to take charge of all the other structures that fall within. That's the Wali, the leader, and Kwais, the chiefs. So they were able to structure it in the sense that you know that these people are ready for taking over the... the, hmm. the I mean, for him to be dishing out instructions and telling people how much they would pay, who are they paying these monies to? Probably the northern part of Meduguri, when you go to Marte, you go to Kuzamala, you go to Abadam, you go to Kukawa, this is area whereby those people have control over it. And at the same time, giving also some of the commander to take charge in regards to places like Chad, Cameroon, and, 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 and Niger. Yeah. This is a state that has all three boundaries. And somebody is saying that things are going to be better. I think our military need to sit down and strategize and see how we're going to face this because these people are going to come with a very strong power fight. They are going to come with more zeal. They are going to come with more impression to show that they have realigned themselves and they are going to prove to the ISIS in Iraq in mm. that they are capable of taking care of the Sahara region. Mm. If I remember three weeks ago, there was a call in the room by the, by the international community whereby most of the foreign affairs uh, ministers were able to gather and seeing how the ISIS are taking over the Sahelian region, more especially the Lake Chad region that we have around, that most people during the Boko Haram period were able to be chased to come back to Medubi. So these are issues that we have to sit down. Security Aspar has to give out their own best. And we also see how we can realign ourselves with other countries that we have boundary with and at the same time see how we reject and also put our commanders in charge so that we take absolute control of the eastern part of this country. Wow, thank you so much for that information. Uh, now, talking about re-strategizing, Army Chief rejects generals, uh, names principal staff officers and field commanders. Well, there's a new man at the helms of affairs and it comes with change, it comes with rejigging there are vacancies that need to be filled. Uh, they were there to fill gaps, and uh, some people have retired. Uh, the JTF also has been merged with a division, uh, a third armored division. Uh, tell us all about this, uh, Ambassador Melvis Ejiu, ah, as a security expert. This for me came as a big sign of relief. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, for us who are conversant with the security architecture of Plateau State and Nigerian, this is a very big sign of relief for us. Because Plateau will get it right this time around. We're going to experience some kind of peace. We're going to experience some kind of an officer, a fine officer who is going to actually work for peace on the Plateau. 
some of these isolated killings by the grace of God will stop. General Ali is a very fine officer, a very trained and refined humble officer who will not stop at threatening people, stigmatizing one tribe. He will go beyond that and ensure that there is peace on the plateau. If you observe when we start having these crazy kind of killings, it started from sometime April this year. Everybody can confirm. The magic he did was simple. He allowed the community to own that peace process. He spoke to the communities. He met with all the parties. And that was why he was able to achieve that kind of peace. But somehow along the line, there was no continuity. Thank God for God that the chief of our minister, I don't know what he saw, but I think for me, for a lot of us, it came as a very big sign of relief. So just watch what will happen in the next one, two months. Plateau start experiencing some kind of peace. It's a final okay, start. Well, a but, um, uh, but still, uh, let's talk about the merging now with the third armored division of it what advantage. It's happened everywhere, everywhere in this country. Like the, the one div in Kaduna. All the operations are under one div. It's mm. top coordinations. There are very senior officers in STF. So, what does this them. mean for the commander? Does this mean uh, more scope of duties? Uh, how much or how much or how less does he have to do now? Well, he has he has a lot of work to do now, but I, I'm telling you that it's a, it's a square peg in a square hole. But do you think this will give him the time to checkmate all of these? Sure, why not? The, he's covering he, a lot of states now. He will work, work alone. He's mm. going to be covering uh, Plateau, uh, Gumbi. Part of Bauchi, Southern Kaduna, Yubi, and part of Meduguri. Now, but that wouldn't really, for a major general who have brigadier generals and colonels under him, these things won't be a difficult task. All he needs is the commitment and the sincerity of purpose. Exactly. That's all it requires. One man, one man is the chief of army staff. So if one man can commit the entire Nigerian armed forces and do well, it, mean, it means that somebody with just five, six states can do better. So what we are saying is that all that is required is an officer who will look beyond stealing money, an officer who will look beyond, beyond threatening people, an officer who will get to work and secure lives and property of the citizens. Hmm, so we'll be on the lookout for that. Yeah, sure. All right, Governor Zulum lately, I think, drove an NGO out of uh, uh, Borno State. Uh, can you give us any insights on that news? Yeah, uh, actually, I guess Onga uh, was an NGO in the military that uh, tried to... Uh, Try to keep their probably their, their their staff and maybe volunteer abreast of what is happening yeah. in self defense and has to do with that. And I think uh, they should have they has with the state the government being the chief security officer, even though it's nearly written, but they are, they don't take charge when it comes to security matter. But I think there's a there's a need, there's misinformation between the government and the NGO that makes it overblown that the, the government are not very comfortable probably. Along, if you know it's as though the NGO is training uh, people to use weapons. Because even if you look at uh, the, 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 the humanitarian uh, agencies there that we have there, you have so many people that will tell you that some of them are like spies, like looking at what is happening over there and trying to see how they can assist. But anytime you have situation, such situation, that they, what you need to do is just call on the, 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 the management of the the NGO and the government, and for them to sit down on the round table and be able to, I know the government is uh, is disturbed, and probably people around in the in the community, so by the time they probably had gunshot, before you know people will get panicked, and before yeah. you know they, they will assume that uh Arama took over yes. the, the, the state capital, because to some certain extent the state capital is the most peaceful place as far as Meduguri is concerned. Yeah. But anything outside Meduguri, you just need to have the military, or you just pray that God says hmm. 
Well, they say um, they, with the expense of land in the northeast, some even say that if you sink the whole of the Nigerian security, it will still not be enough. So do we need rejigging at this time or we need to recruit more people? We don't look at it as in, if you look at 21st century security, have moved in to just put in combatants on the field. Hmm. They, are, they, are, they, are, they are sophisticated technologies. Uh, technologies that you're going to use, that you're going to see in Abuja. And police so it's not, tired, it's not about, it's not about rejigging, it's not about recruit, it's, it's not about recruiting. Even if you have foot soldiers, but you have some people that will use the aerial air to, to bombard anything they have to see, that you don't need to put all the Nigerian military in, not, in as much as I know the Sahara Legion is big, Sambisa Forest is big, but we're in 21st century, what we need to do is just have all these sophisticated uh, uh, gunpowder uh, aircraft that can do the magic for us. We have the resources. We've given our scanners, and they said that it's this year or next year they are going to bring out some of these things. These are some of the things you need to win war. And yes. you look at even the attack in the United States of America and America, the healing of uh, some of the, 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 the Taliban there. It's just people sitting in their, uh, in, in their, in their office and yeah. using technology. And launch attacks. Launch attacks. They want to alert. All it right. We need to have here in Nigeria. And we're capable. We have a lot of young, refined officers that have gone for training. Millions of dollars have been spent in regards to those training. Why can't we use them? Hmm. Well, recently, a large chunk was released to the armed forces over 800 billion. How helpful is this funds going to be? How much of a difference do you think it will make, Ambassador Melvis? Well, that is left for them to, to use it. Like, like you said, I've always maintained several times the best way to defeat this insurgency is through technology. You can't continue speaking English and, and, and trying doing the whole thing and expect to get a new results. There are drones that you could sit down here in just like I've always told you. You can police the entire northeast. Go right on target, pick them, kill them. And let's, let me ask, how many are Boko Haram in the first place? They are not really more than the, the numbers of our, our soldiers. What kind of weapon do they have? They have AK-47 and normal machine guns that our soldiers have and even have more. Hmm. I insist that it's commitment and lack of the political will hmm. that have, have caused this crisis to linger. If Talking our government about is sincere and hmm. are committed to this war of insurgents, it will end within six months. There are several things about security that we cannot be discussing here. Hmm. But I'll tell you that there's serious lack of commitment on the part of governments. If government wants this war to end, when the right guys are, guys are in place, the magic happened here in just, just only uh, four, four months ago. Okonkwa came and did wonders. I talk about him every day because exactly. everybody could see the peace. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody could see the peace. So if you have officers that are committed, these things will be a thing of the past. So I am waiting to see what they will do with the fund. But thank God the for Mr. Avis, a fine officer, a square peg in a square hole. We hope that he will utilize this fund judiciously. Mm. Okay, um, let's get back to you now, Barrister Solomon. Diversification of economy appears to have openly uh, been opposed uh, by some herdsmen. You say crops are being destroyed. And um, so still, let's talk about open grazing now. The southern governors have come together again once more to lend their voice. And they're saying by September 1, they're going to ban open grazing. How much is open grazing uh, a contributing factor to these killings that we see? You know, going by history and as an eyewitness who at, at some point in time followed up keenly on uh, what is happening here on the plateau, the, the trigger to the insecurity uh, witness in Berkeladirium and other parts of uh, South Bosa, uh, Bocos, you see that uh, open grazing has been the trigger. And open grazing remains the you know you know the uh, biggest factor 
or greatest factor in what Plateau State is witnessing today. Of course, local communities have agreed. Like in Oriam local government, I was in touch with, with one of the traditional rulers yesterday. And he told me that they have a communique that all parties have signed that if there will be if if, if there's any uh, uh, injury or killing of cow, the local community will be liable. Yeah. Whether the perpetrator is known or unknown, known or unknown. Yeah. and whenever there is a mischief on the farm crop, crops, yes. the Fulani headsmen will be liable. And then, of course, some farming communities have paid their own, you know, they, they've kind of performed their own obligation as agreed. And then now coming to look at it now, they've been incessant destruction of farm crops. And then no one has done anything. It is only when a Fulani is arrested or some cows are apprehended, then you cannot talk of, of issue of compensation. Now, that has always been. Now, the means of livelihood of these locals or natives have been destroyed. And then the person who comes to do it has, has been given a license to freely graze his cows and then continue, you know, perpetrating that particular, and then nothing is done. If there is an injury on one cow, I've witnessed that one. You see, you know, mobilization of security personnel to the scene. Or even if there is an injury, or there's an allegation that they, you know certain cows have been you know apprehended, you see mobilization of security to the side. But whenever there is a mischief on farm crops, you hardly see them. We have to drag the police to go to the scene. So, 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 so what happens? You know, so open grazing has been the major factor. Yes. As far as crisis here on the plateau is yes. concerned, Pla you know, you know, crisis witness within the local communities is concerned. So, the issue of open grazing must be addressed. And I wish that plateau state government, you know, will will look into this. We we'll have the courage, you know, and then we'll a, a kind of have the you courage. Know, you know, develop the courage. The strong heart to ban to open grazing. this program so that there will be ban on opening grazing. And I'm assuring you, once there is ban on open grazing, of course, the economy of Plateau will soar higher. Hmm. And then every individual will know that, yes, in, in short, it is said that even, even a, pregnant, a pregnant woman will attest that, you know, the economy is, you, you, you know, moving progressing but open grazing has crippled the economy of plateau whether we like it or not and then of course why are we talking about open grazing because once there is a mischief of course these locals though not encouraging them to resort to help uh, you self know you know self-help as we've rightly said now but of course these are human beings you've destroyed my own means using your own and then we will know that you know uh, you know farming is a private you know, uh, 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 you know, economic activities. Likewise, you know, rearing of cows. It's also private. So why will you use yours at my own detriment? Of course, you expect a reaction more so that there's no justice, there's no equity and fairness whenever these issues arise. Whenever there is, you know, you know, you know, there is a pressing call for intervention. So, so that is what, and I pray that uh, Right Honorable Simon Lalong will develop this strong heart and the spirit and commit himself toward coming up with a legislation that would ban open grazing of course headers should buy land or a land should be allocated you understand land should be allocated for ranching and other you know uh, 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 animals husbandry activities rather than allowing them open and then of course you know that these communities you know allowing open grazing is not even hygienic in the you know you know in this environment because cows will always defecate littering the whole place so and then and then of course 
government has been in uh, uh, government and other and, and other NGOs concerned have been advocating, you know, for uh, uh, you know, have been advocating against open education. Well, and then of course animals are February. allowed, and then they, you know, so so and then imagine just day before yesterday, mm. nine farms were completely mowed down in Rium local government in one community. And then I called yesterday and asked, was there any trigger to that? That nobody, there was no even. In short, it was only, uh, 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 you know, one uh, 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 Fulani header that was seen, you know, rearing, grazing his cows within that area, and then nobody even went there because it is believed that they will not do that one since they've been warned several times. Mm. But it didn't happen, and then you begin to imagine that. Now, let us. So you just be sitting down and you just see cows right there on your farm, right there on your just farm, just walking through. In short, even pushing to graze into communities that have been attacked, and then they are under apprehension of you know any attack at any point in time. Oh, and oh, security operatives oh, do not see course, these people. Of course, of course, mm. you believe. And then you imagine <clears> that, okay, now, the question we keep saying, just like my brother has really said, you know, we have been applauding, you know, uh, General Okonko for coming up with a laudable programs, you know, for, you know, you know, you know, putting, putting in every commitment towards securing plateau. And then we had relative peace. Now, uh, what is happening in Barikiladi? We keep commending General Colonel Abdul Salam. This man is doing more than extraordinary well. Extraordinary well. And then why is it not happening? Why is it not replicated? In other places. In other places, especially in Rio. Commitment. Because of commitment, the guy has taken it upon himself. And then I'm praying that, you know, this guy will not in a recent, you know, you know, uh, uh, transfer, uh, him you know transfer him out of the state. Because whenever you are here to work, believe me or not, you know, Issue of political will is here. Yes. Mm. The next thing you hear that the person has been transferred. Yes. So in short, I have even I've been, I've been praying this, and I'll still re-echo it today. That I pray the new commander will kind of extend the jurisdiction of uh, Colonel Abdul Salam to, to take charge of Rium because the guy is up to. He will have That's competent. He will have competent it, personnel on ground. Thank you very and give much. Them the so, sorry to cut you short now, uh, Barrister Solomon Mansiri. I mean, it's interesting how much uh, open grazing is a contributing factor to the insecurity that we have. And we've also seen 9th of February 2021 at a virtual meeting of Northern Governors Forum, uh, the members unanimously resolved to ban open grazing, according to the communique issued at the end of the meeting. It was stated that the forum noted with concern the growing wave of insecurity in the country, particularly as it relates to the circulation of unverified video clips on social media, uh, portraying violent attacks on persons in some parts of the country. Well, they basically, they also called for ban on open grazing. We've seen the southern uh, leaders do that too. I mean, the northern governors said that the current system of herding conducted mainly through open grazing is no longer sustainable in view of growing urbanization and population of the country. But unfortunately, we heard the president come out to give a different view, uh, talking about grazing routes, and uh, he's speaking you know, with a different body language. And even lately, the governors have come out to say that uh, they are opposed to uh, the, land, uh, the Land Use Act that uh, this is supposed to be under review at the moment. So let's talk this morning. The phone lines are open. 090-556 in four places. 99. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Your name and your location. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from TCNC Junction. Let's talk. Yeah, actually, I will comment again. They have spoken well on this issue. And actually, 
what we are seeing in terms of insecurity in Plateau is something that is very, very worrisome. Seeing how killings have been happening, not even in Plateau State, in Nigeria at large, whereby we have now realized that the government or the security at the central affairs. That's why we have been calling on the state government to mobilize a state policing system whereby a state government would have their own way of doing things. And again, relating it to the issue of open grazing. Actually, open grazing is something that is outdated since how technology and development have been in our community. I think the government have been the policy of ranching, whereby some people have now said that they will not agree on ranching. But even though if they will get means of ending of uh, open grazing, then there should be other means so that people will have like, this issue of ranching also, so that they should compensate with those that are used to the open grazing. And again, the issue of justice is the final issue, because any crime that happens, if there is no justice, so there is a camp of reprisal in it. So we are calling on the federal government to check in the issue of justice. Whoever makes a crime, he should be punished accordingly. Not checking his language or his religion or his anything. Thank you, Sadiqumar. We appreciate your input. 090-556 in four places, 99-090-988-48848. We're looking at issues affecting the state of the nation and the polity. Now, the second, uh, the Southern Governor's Second Leg Summit and the resolutions that they meet, uh, one of the, that they reached, I beg your pardon, and one of them being an, a ban uh, to open grazing at the moment. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. It's uh, Radio Mama. I don't know, calling from Rancho. Welcome, good Radio Mama. Yes, well. Let me tell you something. The problem is lack of political will. Even if you get all the good, once they are not ready to do the job, it will not, and nobody will accomplish or whatever. The Northern governors, were they not the first, the first set of uh, governors to, to ban open places? Since that time, they banned how many governors from Nandusia and one or two other governors in Northern North? Other meetings uh, to maintain it. The others are watching the, 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 the uh, Mr. President's body language. When he talks about going to dig out the whatever, uh, uh, I mean, gazette, he doesn't say the daily route. So the governors now, you know, they were not interested in carrying out anything against the effect. So that is the issue. Look at what is happening in, in Kaduna. Down yesterday, down there, they, they don't want to call the terrorists for what they are. They keep on pampering them. You know, I saw some concerns, they are terrorists. Tell me what kind of what, 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 I mean somebody will go and kidnap babies in a hospital and you, and you, and you say they're they different from uh, I mean uh, uh, I mean an iPod. It's comparing it's like uh, orange and uh, and uh, apples or whatever. What a country, you know? You see, the thing is consuming everybody. Every, any any elder in the north can speak out now. The thing is consuming. You look at it. Bonu said, "Government said something has been done." So why is it going to everybody? I know what is happening now. Look at how many schools have been shot, shot in Kaduna State now. Why wasn't the government proactive in the, in the first instance? You know, when he knows he doesn't have any control, he cannot, he cannot uh, arrest the children, he, he, he's not ready to pay ransom and all that. And then look at the, 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 the better school, they cannot do When I was on television, I worked for this country. These men were there, helpless, shouting and everything. And the army, the soldiers that came, they came, shot in the air. The way I, don't, I, I go crazy for this country. They shot in the air still. You know, I, 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 it's, like it's really sad, you know, for kids. 
Thank you, Radio Mama. We appreciate your time this morning. You know, I've often wondered myself, I say sometimes when they pay the monies for this ransom, why don't they put a tracker? Why don't they do anything? You just go give them the money and come back and tell us, oh, you've paid this amount of money. I mean, can't anything more be done? And that's where you have some of the leaders even not, and telling you that uh, the bandits does not kill people because yeah. they collect money and other people, people are detaining for association are killing people. You can't change two different double standards in situations that are happening. These children belong to the, to the lonely Nigerians that have voted for these people in order to be in the hands of Afia to be able to, to govern the continent better. More especially in Kaduna, I became so skeptical of what is happening in Kaduna. If you look at it, from the military point of view, virtually everything that you need to have is in Kaduna. Yes. Why Kaduna? These are salient questions that a lot of people used to ask. I remember Elfai in 2014, he's saying when the Chibo girls were kidnapped, he said you can't take the all option on the table. You are negotiating on one table, and at the same time, you're using military power on the second table. God has allowed him to be alive and be a governor of Kaduna State and find a situation that is more than what good luck. As the president was yes. able to find at that time, with all the conspiracy of propaganda of some of these political elites that we have as in government now, Erifai is not bargaining. Okay, why did you say in the first place that you go for the soft and hard target? You are not bargaining. And we are not even seeing the military in Kaduna doing what is expected of them. Schools have been attacked, uh, universities have been attacked. At the same time, uh, hospital, nursing baby, and nurses. This is ridiculous. I, I, I keep wondering, why is it Kaduna? These are some certain things that we need to do. And we have a situation whereby we have eminent check that can go and talk to this bandit, and they are also calling for what? Amnesty? What kind of country are we into it? And if you look at things that are going, what you need to do is call on these people and sit down on the table. A situation where you find that what is happening in other region is not comfortable, and what is happening in your region is far more uh, exigent than what is happening in other region. Because if you look at the north, because uh, we tend to be so conservative, so docile, because of what is happening in the north is, is our own. That's one of the mentality we have. And we have a lot of people being killed. Well, talking about what is happening in the north is our own. I mean, are the governors doing enough in the northern part of the country? I mean, it looks like the north is even the most hard hit when you look at the issues of insecurity at this time. What do, you expect, what, what do you expect when most of them conspire to bring this bandit to us? Hmm. These guys are not new. They were important to this country for the purpose of election, for the purpose of dirty jobs. And they finished these jobs. They had arms with them. These people abandoned them, and that is why they are doing what they are doing today. So they caused it. So they are the worst hit today, and they will continue to be worse until one or two of them become direct victim. This thing will not stop. Well, we've seen a couple of governors attacked from Zulum uh, to lately now the governor of Kano State, Ganduje. Well, let's talk. Let's look at other issues you know, you still know, sorry, making you know, the rounds. The kind of uh, you know surprising thing here is, you know, very very ridiculous and laughable that Nigeria has. You know, all it takes to get Kanu arrested. Mm. Outside, track him, track him outside, to everywhere. Track him to everywhere. And he was arrested, not in this country, yes. but outside the country. And then you imagine that we have bandits, we have Boko Haram, we have, you know, you know, Fulani Hitsmen and other, you know, criminal gangs that, that are perpetrating, you know, all sort of heinous activities. And then they are not real. They are not arrested. So, 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 so you begin to imagine. Short, I was just imagining that if not because he's got himself that established hell, hmm. I would have seen that Nigeria is, is you know, is, 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 is more hot 
more hot than hell itself. That's very serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wale Shoinka uh, reacts to Namdi Kanu's arrest <laughs> and Sunday Igbo's house raid. The Nobel laureate, Professor Wale Shoinka, uh, said uh, Sunday, uh, you know, that um, he believes that it was un- unconstitutional and illegal. Now, Ambassador uh, Melvis Edger, you are a security expert. Now, any operation that will or should happen in the state, uh, they say the chief executive officer should have a large say because every state government has a security council, uh, military commanders of that state are members, the state security officers are all members. So was it right for the DSS to go in uh, with the governor saying he, did, he, did, he has no idea about that? It looked like, you know, a coup or some clandestine affair like that. Oh, wait, uh, are I there other I, ways? I, I want to differ with Shoenka. The governor, the the DSS reserve the right to attack to go to any place um, if I can arrest. They okay. consider right. They must inform the governor. In fact, sometimes when they inform the governor, the governor leak these things. Hmm. Yeah, but what I don't, what I query is why they should be going after Sunday Boho, who have not killed one person in this country. It's going about agitating for Odudua State, rightly or wrongly. For me, I'm a con Nigerian. I want to remain here, but it is not a good reason for them to go after him. There should have been a political way of solving these issues. But, well, you know, the, the thing Soinka, is, in the Soinka, days of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Inca got it wrong there. They don't owe the government any explanation. They can go to any state and pick anybody, provided the person commit a law that infringes the constitution of the federal government of Nigeria. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I, so... I to that. Uh, if you look at the, the DSS, are the one in charge of the internal security of this country. Yeah. So there are some certain things. And if, if you look at it, when the, the Amotokum was being set up, uh, when it started in Oyo, yes. there's, a, there, there's a bickering between the federal government and the state government yes. in that aspect. And even if you look at Oyo State, Oyo State tends to be a PDP state, and it's not an APC state. Yes. So most of our leaders tend to play politics with security, yes. which ought not to be so. Yes. Because security is everybody's but it's business. Your party. Your PDP, your Muslim, your Christian, it affects you. So what we need to do is to have uh, a, a government that is sincere. And the reason why some of these agitations are coming seriously, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with the way the CNC is handling some of these issues in this country. Same here. These are agitations that are coming. You sit down. Why is it that these people are agitating? We can see that there's a political solution to everything crisis that is happening anywhere in the whole world. So we have a situation whereby from your appointment, from your body language, from your action and inaction shows that you are closer to a particular region than another region. This agitation that they are making, is it genuine agitation? Oh, they are just being politically moved for 2023. We know almost all the agitation is in regard to 2023 election. Yes. What you need to do is that, okay, in the eastern part of this country, can you call all the traditional leaders? Can you call their political leaders? Can you call civil society? And dialogue. That place? And dialogue. Go to Southwest. Sunday Boho also has his own. Because even when I see, I got so surprised because... Going by history and all the literature I was able to put my hand on, I've never seen an agitation for somebody that is not learned from the Yorubaris. Yeah. Yeah. This is one thing I'm just bringing. Yes. For even Shoyenka to also fall within this thing, I, 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 I concur with Melvin that I will find it so wrong in making some of this agitation. Yeah. So they will need to sit down with the people and say, what are these agitations? Yeah. Call their leaders. They are having Southern governors leaders. Can you call them? Yes, and talk to them. Can we go to Abuja? Sunday is not alone. The South South, after some of these uh, Niger Deltas begins to speak, that we're going to make sure that we humble operation, humble Nigeria. Yes. And before you know, their leaders were called into the villa to speak because we all know that if these guys come back, go back to the creek, we know how the economy is going yes. to suffer. 
So there's no need for us, for the president to start telling some people to go back and look at the uh, open grazing gazette of 1963 that you have <laughs> regions at that time, the western, the eastern, and, and the northern region in regards to that. And on the 17th of May, I, I had an interview when they have the, in China, so when they have their first uh, meeting. And you can see the things they are buttressing. And even when you see the second meeting, you can see how they are buttressing and bringing out their own uh, solution towards problems that are happening in that, in that, in that area. Mr. President has to sit down and dialogue. He's the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, not a particular section of the country. So we need a visionary leader at this time to be able. I pity anybody that is going to become the president of Nigeria in 2020. Exactly. Because exactly. you are going to come with a lot, a lot of packages of, of yes. issue that probably your ATA cannot be able to solve. Zero nine zero five five. Make sure that things are working in this country. Six in four places. Nine nine. Good morning and welcome. Zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. You can join in on the conversation. You can also find us on our feedback handle on facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss. We're looking at issues affecting the polity and the nation, especially concerning security. Hello and good morning. Hello. A very good morning on to you. Good morning How to you. Pachinga? I'm fine. Welcome. Yeah. You're speaking to Mr. Bobbini from just our local government. Mr. The issue of our insecurity in Nigeria today, it's a very glaring issue. Let me borrow the language of our former president, Olusegun Obasanjo. You want to say it in 2019, he said it. So as long as the campaign of colonization and Islamization is going on in Nigeria, there will not be a peace in the nation. These are all things that are well calculated and they are well deliberate attempts. These are not issues that we can deviate away from it. It is a reality. The Sokoto Caliphate is still possible. I'm sorry, please. I can't let you go on with this comment except you have some evidence for what you're saying. Please watch your comments and watch how uh, you put them through here to the public to hear. Make sure what you're saying is factual. Zero nine zero five five six and four places nine nine. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Welcome. Your name and your location. Please, and uh, ambassador in the house. God bless you. You know what um, I said this morning is that uh, I don't know why Erufai is behaving this way. Had you been, um, uh, is it Sheikh Bumi? Is in is a uh, maybe is in Kaduna State. You want to tell me? Had you been somebody like Matthew Kuka? The way Gumi speaks. When Governor Erufai arrested, that's why people, you know, people, when people agitate or talking about this, uh, what the government of the day is doing, I, I don't blame them. It's one sided. In South East, something happened. He said we speak to them in the language they understand. But what is happening in the, in the Kaduna state, two children. Every time, or you see part of this local, local Arab school where segregation is seen. But honestly, I don't really know what is happening in, with Governor Five. Honestly speaking, somebody should talk to me who is closer to you. So let him know that when you are doing something, you remember about tomorrow. God bless you, my sister. Thank you very much for calling. And you can still find us to join in on the conversation on our Facebook handle. Let's get to Facebook now and um, let's see what comments you have dropped. 
We're looking at the state of the nation, security issues on the plateau and the rest are the northeast as well. Southern Governor's second summit and the resolutions reached this morning. You've been hearing the voice of Ambassador Melvis, Melvin Edge, and he's a security expert, and Solomon Montiri, a lawyer, and Cliff Stanley, a political analyst from the northeast. And to the comments now on our feedback handle by Albert Akaya Daxa. He's saying the security situation in the North is a child giving birth by the North, hence the need for our leaders in the North to do the needful and expose those behind the situation of insecurity that we found ourselves in. Secondly, I'm together with the Southern governors in promulgating the anti-grazing law and it needs to be a holistic promulgation and enforcement because it will go a long way in restoring peace between the herders and the farmers. Dimas Bala is saying we we have six geopolitical zones, but only Southwest, Southeast, and South-South are always meeting to discuss issues that affect their zones. Cannot Central take a decision that concerns their zone and her citizens without being swallowed by other northern region in time of decision-making? I have never heard of not Central governors coming together to make a decision for herself. Izu Michaels is saying Southern governors came up with amazing resolutions this time around and it's no doubt you can't come with your source of money to spoil what's giving me money. Open grazing should never be an option and lands are not gifted. Cow owners should use their money to purchase lands for those who are willing to sell lands to them. It's that simple. Principal Joseph Melumo is saying the shifting of power to South is not negotiable for the interests of equity, fairness and justice. Agitations can only stop when there is justice fairness in the polity. Let Mr. President be sensitive and give all Nigerians a sense of belonging uh, for the interest of peace and unity of the country. Francis Asu Bagun is saying Nigerian situation nationwide is not palatable in all the sectors except oxygen in the air. On security, let's wake up as individuals. Educationally, we are on reversal downwards. The poor are hanging themselves due to poverty. The mighty are relaxed and politicians are hiding. Minimum wage no longer visible. Let's cut lifestyles to meet up. Don't Jimmy Akpan is saying, well, for me, the issue of insecurity in Nigeria is very worrisome. PMB is totally has failed us. No hope on the present government, says Don Jimmy Akpan. Uh, but Zachary Mohammed is saying the resolution reached by Southern governors is nice and a good one. But how I wish they came out with the same resolution in 2015 when the then president, Gulag Jonathan, insisted that he has to contest the election for the PDP. I'm an advocate of fair sharing, but right things has to be done. These people are doing all this things for their selfish interests, not for the interests of the people they represent. Uh, Sam, Sham Sudin is saying shifting power to the South will end secessionist agitation. The federal and the northern state governors should please step up their game by ending the incessant killings in the northern part of Nigeria and Nigeria at large. Jesse Akpelu is saying the disturbing issue about insecurity has been debated, discussed, explained, yet no solution. I'm not trying to be a pessimist, but one thing I will actually categorically say clearly is Nigerian government and security personnel have been drastically compromised. Nothing good can happen in this country except this uh, Okay, except this um, administration passes. Well, these are all our thoughts from uh, our listener out there on our feedback handle, and these are not the thoughts of this station. Uh, so let's talk about political will. That is one angle we've been trying to explore. Now, uh, Mr. Solomon Wantiri, you're a lawyer. When you look at the body language, does the government of the day have the political will, even on the plateau, to end the insecurity, the space of killings that we're seeing can more be done? Who are the stakeholders? Should be, who should be involved? Your last words. Even, even, even a blind man 
knows that uh, there's no political will in what is happening in yeah. the state. Uh, of course, we, we, you know, we've said it over and over here. Uh, we, we actually commend Plateau State Government for coming up with community police or neighborhood watch. But of course, these are individuals. How much of the training have they been exposed to? How much of the facilities they need to secure those communities have they been provided with? And then you do only, you know, go on air or you, you only have information of local security, you know, outfits without, you know, furnishing them with the requisite, you equipment know, gadget, and equipment and training so that they can engage whoever comes to invade their land. Or who, you know, so what you're saying is when the president or the governor comes out to say, oh, go fish out the perpetrators, go arrest them. It's not enough so to it's just... So not, it's not, you know, you know that, one, that one, as far as I'm concerned, it is a rhetoric. Yes. You keep saying it over and over and over without expecting. And then, of course, even, even, even an unborn child will not expect this, you know, local security outfits to produce anything, any desired result. Of course, so, so there is no political will at all, at all. So it is just to give an impression that there is something in place. Of course, you know, you know, it's not all about coming up with a program, but it's all about, you know, coming up with whatever or putting in whatever will sustain that program to bring about the actualization of the rationale behind the formation of it. So, so, so there is no that that one is absolutely you know not seen here on the plateau. So what you're saying is, as long as uh, I mean, till 2023, we probably will not see the end to these killings on the plateau. If 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 only the government will change hmm. its own approach. Right. Otherwise, we, we ensure Let's we are not expecting any political will still when it comes to the the northeast uh, because this calls for serious concerns. The politicians, some are say, are gaining from that system. Uh, they're gaining a lot of money, and also, I mean, without the situation many allocations that they get, uh, you know, may pass them by. Uh, what do you say concerning political will and the insurgency in the Northeast? Uh, for me, even if the governors have the political will to stop some of these crises that are happening in their state, do they, take, do they have the control of the uh, instrumentality of states? No. They don't. They are just chief security officers on paper. There are governors that they can place a call to commissioner of police in the state he cannot pick can place a call to either the DSS or other paramilitary agency, they cannot pick because their allegiance is in Abuja. The final situation whereby in Benue State, when the, 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 the government of the day called and Mr. President gave directive to the IG of police to go to Benue State and stay, and you find out that the IG did not go. Yeah, you refused and to go. nobody punished him and nothing for happened. that. And nothing happened. And nothing happened. So the governors, even if they have the political will to have, just like Zulum have, does he have control of the instrumentality of state? The forces they are there. Yeah, some of the governors would also want to use it as a political bait for 2023. And some of them don't even, they want also find a way of siphoning money because they don't account for the security exactly. vote that is exactly. So for them, some of them will, will want to continue in that aspect because that's where they will get the money. And a lot of people will want to make sure that they are first, their life is secure before they look at what the government is expected to do for them as mm. their citizens. So these are some of the fundamental issues. Where it's not that some of the governors don't have the political will to do, but even if you have the political will. That's why we are clamoring for the structuring, even though most people from the north felt that the structuring is going to affect people from the north. I don't buy that idea. We have a lot of things to do in the north that we're going to make. And at the same time, if you look at even the First Republic, you know, there was no oil. But yeah. we're doing very you well. You survived. All right. Thank you so much, Ambassador Melvin.
this. Get money, that's why they cannot be able Ambassador Melvis talking about political will now and our security apparatus. What do you make of that? Zoe, let me be frank to you. On, I will keep on blaming federal government on the issue of security until our laws are changed. Because for now, the exclusive right to security lies with the federal government. Mm. Yes, so a governor's political will can do something but not very much. Like the issue of open grazing. A governor can decide to ban open grazing. That's a political will. A governor can decide to, to, yes, to train local vigilante. That's political will. Like my governor did in Benue State, he banned open grazing and stood his grounds. If you want to train cattle in Benue, if you want to keep cattle, ranch them. So governors must start from there. While we hammer on federal government to equip our security in terms of technology, equipment, and training and retraining. Our security agents are very good guys. They can do better. But they are underfunded. They don't have fund. Like I tell you, that kind of instruction the governor give, they will laugh at him. <laughs> yes, because they won't go catch this guy barehanded. They don't even have fear sometimes. Yeah. But the army and the police sometimes are underfunded. Yeah. So I think we have to be fair. We have to be sincere to get this country work again. All right. Thank you so much, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure having you here this morning. Ambassador Melvi Eje and Solomon Mwantiri, a lawyer, Cliff Stanley, political analyst uh, from the Northeast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And keep it all locked right here. Up next comes News Top of the Hour. And after that, the Midday Show with Ogidigbo. I am yours truly, Zoe Machunga. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.